talking about the dentist a little bit earlier and how your previous experience of going to a fancy pants was a little upsetting because you didn't get to <laughs> watch something on tv yeah uh i guess upsetting fits confusing more than anything it's uh so i went to a dentist that i have never been to before and i was referred to them by my wife's family it's a great dentist did a good job but they really hyped me up on this uh, you get to watch a movie while you're getting worked on thing. And I think they were even telling me, like, oh, yeah, he's got Netflix, he's got HBO. Like, they're just really hyping up this, you're entertained while you're worked on. And I got there, and the dentist just talked to me the whole time about his Italian vacation. Yeah, that's which I then <laughs> responded, that's... That's going to a dentist. Like, that's what happens. Yeah, the very um, standard dentist experience. He also, this was the weirdest part about it. He was like, you know, the, everybody's dream, the Italian vacation. Like, it was my life's dream, and I wanted to do it so badly, and I was so I think, envious. I think that is a thing. Like, Paris <laughs> syndrome or whatever is from people freaking out because Paris wasn't as good as everybody made it out to be. I can see somebody having similar Italian thoughts. Yeah. But Probably the worst time I have ever been to the dentist with my parents was one time I went with my dad. I think I had an abscess. It was something where it was the risky enough that my dad was like, I want to see what's going on. And uh, about five minutes into having somebody work on my teeth, my dad and the dentist realized they both really like medieval torture stuff. <laughs> And by that, like, I mean, bring in the Iron Maiden. Yeah, no, literally, they were talking about an Iron Maiden. They, my dad, brought something up about doing the uh, SCA stuff, and the dentist was like, "Oh, like the Renaissance Fair," because that's what everybody says. Yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, I love the torture dungeon." And then they spent an hour and twenty-five minutes with sharp implements and drills and shit in my face, nice. talking about their favorite parts of torture devices completely casually ignoring the small child that was terrified the entire time and uh that's why i don't ask my parents for help <laughs> <laughs> yeah dentists they're wild it's they are kind of like modern day torture but like nice torture i would call them extortionists <laughs> but i don't know in the pocket of big sugar <laughs> possibly let's say lizard people lizard people yeah you can pretty uh, successfully blame anything on lizard people I do no one's argued back that <laughs> might be because you don't argue with people who say shit like that but yeah, um, I see that you dress so fancy with this jersey <laughs> that you have on <laughs> yeah well it is for a special occasion I I believe that the Golden State Warriors are about to win the championship tonight. Uh, it's also because I'm hot. But yeah, I've got on a... Fucking brag. My finest Kevin Durant. Um, a lot of people hate Kevin Durant for joining the Warriors, but I always thought it was cool. I, I mean... Yay! <laughs> sports? Does this mean it's a segment of I'm gonna know more about sports? Sports? 
It's time for more nasty sports spurts. Uh, yeah, you're about to get educated. You're going to learn today. I Kevin will Hart I. Would say. Or we, we're going to find this out. <laughs> I intend on trying all of this out at a water cooler somewhere someday. <laughs> so, yeah, I want to talk to you about one of my favorite warriors, Will Chamberlain. So, when he was on the team, they were actually the Philadelphia Warriors. Uh, not the Golden State Warriors like they are today. What happened there? Did Will Smith throw them out? It's <laughs> um, a good question. I'm not exactly sure why the franchise moved, but... I mean, it's a fairly common thing in sports. I can think of... It's actually why there's a lot of basketball teams that have names that don't make any sense like the utah jazz it's like the, oh you put the music team in the place that d- hates music i think it's <laughs> weird that we have a music team <laughs> or that we don't have all music teams yeah well do you know why they're called the uh, the jazz because they like to spoken word snap and walk on to <laughs> the court i just almost called it a field so <laughs> No, they're the Jazz because they're from New Orleans. That kind of, I could have guessed that. Yeah. I probably could have. But I do think it would be funny if we tried to come up with, like, minimum 40-whatever. Uh, how many basketball teams are there? Uh, 32? Is there 30 or 32? I, uh, I got close to that. But if we had to come up with 32 different genres of music yeah, for there to be like, oh, this is the North Pacific folk band sports team. <laughs> there are 30 teams there's this thing i always do uh where it's like I, you I, add two to everything no it makes me think of the u.s it's like how many states are in the u.s 50 right but then it's like there's those extra two my god <laughs> and i'm always like oh is, is it 30 or is it 32 do you remember that there were 52 states I because call- he was counting the territories no no because we got uh, no Oh my, I can't believe I forgot about this till just now. <laughs> so, one time I came home and Eugene told me there was 52 states in the United States of America. And I was like, no, there are 50. And he said, bullshit, I'll count them. And we didn't have, uh, what are they called? A map? <laughs> no, but, uh, you, yeah. We, we did not have a U.S. map, but I was thinking of uh, the other thing that has multiple maps in it. Oh, like an atlas? There you go. I was going to go cartographer's notebook, which is not, I mean, yes and no that. (laughs) But so we didn't have that. So it took a couple of days. But I remember calling you during that and being like, please just tell Eugene that there are 50 states. But uh, yeah, then we got an atlas and uh, he counted 50 states and immediately like did that (gasps) and went to the bathroom. (laughs) I kind of vaguely remember this, and I feel like he was counting Puerto Rico and the DR. No, because we did it. No, so he might have been mentally doing that, yeah. but he, in his head, thought that there were 52 states in the continental United States. Yeah. Like, that's we didn't use a fucking map that... We did not use a modern map. We went and got <laughs> an old school book from a thrift store. Yeah. So, yeah, there are 30 teams. Uh, <laughs> crazy tangent. Yeah, <laughs> as we do. Um, I'm not sure why the the Warriors moved. Um, anyways, <laughs> he was a Warrior. This is really just my chance to talk about Wilt. 
and he's one of my favorite basketball players ever because he is an absolute legend for doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, Rather than going in chronological order, I think I'll just tell you about his craziest unbreakable records. Do you know, have you heard any Wilt Chamberlain records? I don't know. Okay. Maybe. We find out quite often that I know more than I thought I did. I just don't know who did anything. Right. So he he scored the most points in a game. Do you know what it is? Uh, 242. <laughs> that would be incredible. It's 100. Okay. Um, he is the... The next closest player is Kobe Bryant with 81. Okay. And it was... I mean, all of the high-scoring records in the NBA are very much like ball hogging <laughs> like team sponsored ball hogging you know okay like, so give it to the famous guy yeah like give it to this dude he's on fire and he's about to get the record and we want to see it i can't wait till our technology is high enough that we have like nanobots that when the nba actually somebody gets three shots in a row and they just like <laughs> nanobots <laughs> fly out and just light up they actually get to throw fireballs and shit it's gonna be great i'm gonna start watching sports then hell yeah that would be cool. They can like all of a sudden do like front flips and stuff too. I think they can already do front flips. It's just not going to help them in basketball. That's... Well, and dunk. Oh, you haven't seen uh, Starship Troopers? Nope. Yeah, that's it's got future uh, future football, which is like all backflips. Nice. It's pretty cool. Random quick tangent. There is a really awesome uh, RPG that was made uh, about Charles Barkley. So in the nineties, there was this game that came out. It was called Barkley Shut Up and Jam. Uh, it was just like a NBA Jam style game. Yeah. Um, but then I would say maybe late two thousands, like two thousand eight or something. There's a game that came out called Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden, which was like a fan fiction RPG about the future and how like I think it was um, Barkley in like the year two thousand or something like unleashed this thing called the chaos dunk which like set the world into like a post-apocalyptic future this is sick yeah and the only way he could i forget all the story but it was like um his son which was named hoops barkley in the game had to like find michael jordan and like reunite the world or something crazy do you think that there was a small hesitation when he had to fill out the paperwork on his son does he have a son? Um, you know, I'm not sure if Barkley has kids. That'd be amazing if he didn't, because that means he's just managed to not completely turn into a fucking psychopath as, like, a mostly allowed to do whatever he wants rich person. He does seem like a dude that's kind of kept it real. I, nah, will say I think that. he's eaten a small person at some point, but... <laughs> I mean, he'll pick up a, a transgender hooker every now and then. That's I, in my opinion, that's progressive. So yeah, see, that's like, what I'm that's saying. two <laughs> that's two good things. That's employing a sex worker and normalizing transgendered things. Yeah. That's two good things. What I do think that he has done is, at some point in time, been maybe high or drunk and seen a little person and thought it was funny to put him in his mouth. <laughs> He seems like that because he's got that goofy laugh too. Where he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, like you know." Barkley did throw a guy through a window once, and he had to go to court for it. This is when he was playing basketball too. 
I would and, imagine that most of the violent things that people do is while they're playing because they're being told they're gods and just constantly filled with adrenaline. Yeah. And <laughs> I'll have to verify this. Maybe we'll cut it out. But he um, in court, they were like, you know, his closing statement or whatever. I think someone asked him if he regretted it. And he's like, I only regret that I wasn't on the second floor when I threw him out the window. <laughs> I mean, honesty is to be valued. Yeah. Barkley's got a lot of it. Is, is Barkley the one that was like, said that he made stuff up about people just to get mad about him? Oh, that's true. Before Jordan. games? Yeah. Yeah. He's, so he's, he's, just straight he's telling the truth about <laughs> lying. <laughs> people's like, yeah, I just made a bunch of shit up. Yeah. So, 100 is the all-time single-game scoring record. Wilt did it, and it is not on tape. Um. <laughs> so there's just a still image of him holding up a sheet of paper that has 100 written on it, and they like took a picture of him. So was it on a? It, was it in an official game, or was it just? It was in an official NBA game. Um, just at the time, they didn't record every game. Oh, cause of the fucking past. <laughs> yep. Let's. I want to talk about some of his, what are considered unbreakable records. He made a steel beam. (laughs) So, I mean, the 100 is, you know, thought of as an unbreakable record. I could kind of see someone breaking that record one day. Um, The NBA kind of goes through different phases of pace you know just how quickly they're running up and down the floor taking shots so we are in a high pace era right now like actually the 90s were a very slow pace when That's... a lot of people were watching with jordan and you know it makes no sense to me. Age. isn't that it's like the fastest of the games yeah um but in recent years it has picked up the pace again they're kind of putting rules in the hands in favor of the offensive player which I like. But so I, I think the 100 could potentially be broken one day, although it's unlikely. But I would say his most unbreakable record is that he averaged 48.5 minutes per game. I don't know what that means. So in an NBA basketball game, there are four 12-minute quarters. So a game is 48 minutes long. Okay, so he was in a whole game. He averaged more than a whole game. He averaged How, 48 and a half. Oh, because of... Overtime. Uh, yeah, overtime. Or, yeah. Does it count when you're doing time during time? I guess it wouldn't because it's called timeout. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I kind of think that is one that w- will never be broken because, you know, with sports science coming out, this was a pretty common thing of this era. Uh, to play 40-plus minutes per game if you were the star. Are but, they allowed to get that blood transfusion shit in that sport? Kind of. Some kind people of? will do it in the offseason. Like, Why do I know that this is a thing? I'm The only thing I'm thinking is, with that kind of technology, if they had a way to like get it going during the game, you could probably have somebody stay in for like a double overtime. Yeah. I'm just thinking of the future. How right. I'm going to steal a bunch of people's blood, join the NBA, <laughs> become Keelan, the human, the living vampire. Then people will make memes about me instead of Jared Leto. 
anyway. Yeah. Um, with sports science now, though, um, it's I'd say it's rare for a star player to even get close to 40. They're generally playing more like 35. Like, that's well, kind of right where you want them to be, maybe even a little less. Yeah, don't they also kind of try and take care of them and make sure they don't burn them out before exactly they're 30 and their knees break anyway yeah so i'm trying to pull it up right now Um, your pants disgusting (laughs) (laughs) so as far as minutes per game in the nba we'll hold spots one through seven basically and then the eighth spot is a fantastic name tiny archibald there's a lot of great names in the nba (laughs) <laughs> Whoa, tiny Archibald? Yep. Nate. Tiny Archibald. Nate. Tiny Archibald. Yep. Like T-I-N-Y middle name? It's a nickname. Yeah. Okay. But he uh, was by it, I think. Yeah, no, that's yeah. fair. Fair, but I was just wondering if he had, like, asshole parents. I don't that's think something so, I, no. The older I get, the more angry I get is when people name their kids jokes, and I'm like, yeah, fuck you, man. <laughs> it's somebody's life. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day. Um or actually, it was not with you. I was talking to my friend about this. So another Warriors fact. Fact. <laughs> I said fact. Um, the current coach of the Warriors is Steve Kerr, which Steve Kerr is like the Forrest Gump of the NBA. Okay. Uh, he just shows up at the weirdest times. Like he was on that Bulls dynasty. He actually punched Jordan in the face. He was one of the guys that would like stand up to Jordan. Who has his illegitimate child? <laughs> Who knows? I think he's legitimate. Um, he was also on a U of A team that was kind of legendary. Like, Lou Olson is a legendary college coach. Lou Olson is also a name that indicates that you're a bad person. Lou Olson? Lude? Oh. <laughs> it's loot. Like oh. A, oh, like the fucking like a, instrument and or gold? Yes, exactly. Mm. But L-U-T-E is how he spells it. Um. Yeah, Steve Kerr won a championship with him in college, joined the Jordan teams um, for the second half, you know, the 96 through, or, yeah, 96 through 99. He also, kind of the next dynasty in the NBA was the Spurs. He was on the Spurs team. He won two championships with the Spurs. Uh, Briefly stopped in Phoenix. He was the general manager of the Suns. That's a weird job for him to have. (laughs) Yeah. I just found out that there was a general manager of basketball teams yeah and then uh he became the coach of the golden state warriors when he became the coach he took over for another guy that the warriors made a huge leap and were seen as like a big potential kind of team like oh they might be contenders uh kind of in part to their coach at the time mark jackson um, but he he got into a weird, a lot of weird personality conflicts with his team and was let go. Steve Kerr took over uh, and immediately won a bunch of championships. So that's why I say he is the Forrest Gump of the NBA, because it's like, yeah, you know how just- Forrest Gump is just showing up in like every scene? You're like, oh, there he is shaking hands with JFK. There he is in the back of the <laughs> whatever. How come they never blame JFK getting shot? on him probably because he wasn't a real person i don't that didn't stop them <laughs> from blaming the smiley face on him 
<laughs> Very true. You know there's humans that are our age that think that shit from that movie is real, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I could definitely see someone thinking that's real. Oh, that's... It's probably I've... the next Q conspiracy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't understand how you follow a conspiracy group that is named after a guy from Star Trek. Like, nothing against Star Trek, but the guy from Star Trek that it is is also known as the guy who fucks with everyone. Anyway, back to your nerd shit. Okay, so I brought up <laughs> Crazy Tangent Day. Uh, I brought up Steve Kirk because we were talking about evil things to name your kid, right? So what <laughs> possible guesses at Steve Kerr's son's name? Tiny Manjanus. <laughs> Uh, more subtle. <laughs> okay. Um, it's just a Tim? regular name. Nope. It is Nick. Nicker? Nicker? So pants? <laughs> I thought he was going to be like nice and name his kid Tim Kerr. And he could be like, no, look, Tim Curry, man. It's cool. I was. Yeah. He was the devil that one time. And he was also a pirate. <laughs> and it does remind me, I don't know if you caught the Amy Schumer thing, where she had a kid and she named him. His first name was Gene. Gene and then she's Gene. like, oh, I want to do a tribute to Dave Attell. So I'm going to make his middle name Attell. And then people were like, his name is Genital now. Like Gene Attell. <laughs> yeah. Has a name a lot like that, but it doesn't It doesn't say genital, so not a lot like that. But where if you say his first name through his last name quickly, it makes something up. But it was unintentional as well. And I don't know if he likes it when I do it. <laughs> He's bigger than me, so I should probably stop, but I'm not gonna because I'm addicted to adrenaline. He's a gentle giant. Uh, he's a happy <laughs> giant. There's a difference. He'll still crush you. Yeah. All right. Let's let's go. Keep talking about records. Yes. Let's keep on your man crush. <laughs> uh, he averaged fifty point four points per game, which is. Absolutely insane. Yeah, like, is the normal average like fourteen? Um, you know, I don't know what the average average for the NBA is. It's is probably, it super skewed because they have superstars? I would guess. Yes, I think you're onto something there. I would guess it's probably around ten points per game. You know, because the high end is like thirty, twenty-five, thirty, and then you have a bunch of role players that might score like four points, six points. Role players, you say. <laughs> so 50 is pretty crazy uh the the top three spots all belong to wilt 50.4 44.8 38.4 the next closest is elgin baylor another great name 38.3 elgin baylor probably a tentacle monster <laughs> uh jordan is on this list as well he comes in at six 37.1 so, if you're looking for a modern-day player, next closest is James Harden, 36.1. He did it in the 2019 season. So, to average 50 points a game is absolutely bonkers. Just totally insane. He also has the most points in a regular season, 4,029. And again, he's got the top two spots. This is a common theme with Will. Is yeah. like he just has all of the top spots. Yeah, he's got yeah, like instead of having like just his name, there's just a square with his name in the middle, like all the way across. Pretty much, yeah. He also averaged so 
Wilt was a big man. I haven't really said that yet, but I'm sure you know that. <laughs> so he was he was seven one two seventy five. Um, yeah, and people say towards the end of his career and after his basketball career, uh, he bulked up. But he was actually pretty bulky uh, his whole career. He was a guy that was just always into fitness. Um, there's actually some pretty cool pictures that I see posted on the internet quite a bit. They're easy to find of him when he was on his high school track team. And he just looks like a cartoon. Like, <laughs> yeah, so that's how he got the nickname Wilt the Still. Uh, he's also known as the Big Dipper, if you've ever heard those. So around this same time, you know, he's doing track and field, uh, Will secretly joined a professional basketball league because he was underage. He was only 16. I was going to say, how do you do that? But <laughs> then I remembered once again the past. Yeah. So he went by the name George Marcus when he played for this team. Uh, by He started when he was 16. By age 17, he was averaging 40.5 points per game in this league. So, so no one has at any point in time tried to completely disqualify this guy from the sport because he got two extra years of professional playing in? No. Unfair advantage, man. Fucking throw <laughs> the asshole out. So this is a thing that is like not... Now it is brought up. I've seen it brought up quite a bit, but... Until recent times, this was, like, never really talked about. And I think people, once it started to come out, thought it was kind of another urban legend. Because that's the thing with Wilt, too, is, like, what is real with this and what isn't? Like, well, some of it just gets That's very... kind of a Steve Jobs-esque thing where they're, like... Yeah. They, a lot of people don't like bringing up that he had a head start because he had access to a computer younger (laughs) and that he used to obsessively wake up in the middle of the night and go to it yeah but then there's a lot of people like no he didn't no teenager would do that you're like then why does his mom say he did (laughs) yeah and he also had like the town nerd in his pocket willing to do whatever he wanted that sounds dirty (laughs) i've Um, got the town nerd in my pocket the other one's (laughs) licking something else um anyway so yeah, he just absolutely dominated uh, this league as a teenager playing against grown men. Uh, he took them to a record of thirty-six and one. So they only lost one game with him. None of them were upset when they found out he was a child. I don't think these guys ever found out. Oh, they did now. Yeah, maybe if they're still around. I mean, this was happening <laughs> in the forties. I yeah I so <laughs> I guess the fifties. Uh, he Wilt was born in thirty six. So yeah, fifty three. He would have been seventeen. Yeah. So maybe some of these guys are around. Maybe they did find out. They are only like years. a few years older than him. Yeah, they are older. Well, he's dead. He died yeah. in the nineties. But did he die of being broken to shit? He died from just being a giant. Giants oh, have short lives. Yeah, that's part of the square problem. Yeah. Um, so after that, he um, actually joins, before the NBA, 
he joins the Harlem Globetrotters. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Lots and of whistling. I think he was very uh, briefly with them. So he was actually in college at the same time that he was doing this. He played for uh, Kansas, the Jayhawks. And I guess maybe the rules were different at this time. Now there's... It's all changing right now, kind of. But it used to be like you had to be in college. And then you could officially declare that got rid of your college eligibility and you could become pro. But at this time, Wilt was actually still playing college basketball and he wanted professional experience, so he just joined the Globetrotters. So the Globetrotters were like, we'll just not pay you? Did, so he interned for the Globetrotters? Is that what happened? Because no, if he they wasn't, paid him. they paid him on both? Yeah. I, well, he didn't get paid for college. Oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I always well maybe he did under the table. Was, yeah, or something. I was gonna say, wasn't it still not allowed all the way back then? Yeah, basketball at that time was also much smaller, so I'm not sure people cared enough. Yeah, to was do. that super pro esque time? No, this is like the beginning of basketball. Okay, super pro was like early '80s, wasn't it? Oh, you're talking about the, the uh, Will Ferrell movie, which right. is where I know most semi pro. There we go. Yeah, yeah, I think. ELE, baby. That is supposed to be like the 70s. Yeah. So the, the 70s were crazy for the NBA, too, because they bought the ABA. The ABA was a little bit more of an, an entertainment league. Like, obviously, they were playing basketball following the rules. But, like, in between the breaks, they would have crazy shows and stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure that's where the halftime show came from, is from the ABA. It's, we're going to buy your league and get rid of all of the basketball parts of it. <laughs> yeah. They were like very gimmicky. Like they were still playing basketball, but they were trying to draw people in that yeah, way. Yeah, you would have to be gimmicky to get people like me in. Because yeah. I, I will not go to a basketball game unless like there is something exciting going on or somebody I'm dating makes me go, which is unlikely. Yeah. The story of the ABA merger is actually super crazy, too, because two brothers owned it. It was a failing business. I think they were pretty glad to get rid of it. And when they signed the deal with the NBA, they were like, yeah, okay, yeah, we're selling it to you. This is the price. Uh, but we also want to get the television rights in perpetuity. And the NBA signed the contract. So I know, like, to this day. Yeah, they're getting money. Yeah, they still get most of the TV rights. I think that changed in recent years for some reason. Like, they made some deal with them or something. But it's like, it is regarded as one of the best business deals of all time yeah. on their side. Obviously. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> funny how we always look at business deals. Yeah. A lot of the same way we look at wars. Yeah. But the um, the Globetrotters did pay, well, they paid him 50 grand in 1958 so that's about a half a million in today's money cool but back then that was also like what 200 houses <laughs> yeah probably um that particular globetrotters team made history as well because they played a game in moscow in 1959 sold out they sold out in ruples <laughs> yeah so buck 50 <laughs> Are you, are you done with your facts? Uh, sorry, I was just reading this thing. Um, <laughs> are you pausing? No. Well, a couple more facts. Uh, sorry, flipping through things here. 
I wasn't so, trying to rush you. I just wasn't sure if you were like, yeah. <laughs> I was just reading a couple of things, but now I'm just going to go straight from the dome. So another crazy Wilt fact, and he summarized this, I think, pretty well in a quote to Michael Jordan. Um, let me pull up the, <laughs> the exact quote. <laughs> I can't quote someone in going then. back. On your I know. Word. I know. It's okay, man. You're allowed to read, and I edit. Sometimes I edit you to say silly shit and keep it on the side. <laughs> All these extra words are useful, Adam. Yeah. All of them. So yeah, Wilt said to Jordan, "The difference between you and me is that they had to change the rules so I couldn't dominate. They changed the rules so that you could dominate." And I got to agree with Wilt. Um, in the 90s, they there were a lot of defensive rules, um, like hand-checking kind of stuff that Jordan was able to get away with, you know, pushing off or just using that defensively. Um, but Will, you know, he's saying that they changed the rules for him. One of the rules they had to change was you have to stand behind the free throw line the whole time that you take the shot. Oh, that wasn't a rule before? No. The free throw line was arbitrary? Yeah, because what Wilt would do is just jump and dunk it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I That's a long way. Yeah. I mean, that is, like, the famous thing that gets brought up constantly in basketball because, like, Jordan dunked from the free throw line in yeah. a dunk contest, which he didn't really. He got very close. Like, other people have done it, and that's always, like, a super impressive dunk. But yeah. Will was just doing it flat-footed. Like, I'm just gonna jump and... <laughs> By the way, I'm a monster. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, they had to change that rule for him. He was known as a selfish player, which, unfortunately... A greedy I... lover. <laughs> well... That's the next part of this. Uh, I do kind of agree with that. The selfish lover. <laughs> not selfish lover. I do lover. kind of agree with the selfish player thing. But it was probably the best option for most of his teams. Because he really was so dominant. It just made sense for him to be dominating the ball. It is always really upsetting when the reason why I didn't getting all of these opportunities is because I'm better. People don't like hearing that, no matter what. Like, yeah, and the media was super rough on Will Chamberlain. So I bet you he likes it that way. I think it kind of got to him. I think it did motivate him as well. Uh, but the criticism of him was always, "This guy's not a team player. You're not gonna win with him." Like, sure, he's flashy. He's gonna do all this crazy stuff to you, but he's just a selfish guy, and you're gonna lose. His main rival uh, was a guy named Bill Russell. Uh, he's won the most championships ever, 11. He did it as a coach and a player. They were rivals their whole career. Bill Russell pretty much always got the better of him, but he was seen as like a team player. So people always were comparing the two, and it was like, oh, Bill Russell's the man because he's a team player. Yeah. This guy's just a ball hog. Well, if it's one thing that capitalism has taught me throughout my life is that being selfish and greedy is the best way to accrue money. Yeah. So, because he had this reputation, Will just decided one season, I'm going to lead the league in assists. Like, I'll show them. I'm just, I'm going to become a passing guy now. That's rude. And he did it. <laughs> and he never <laughs> shot again. 
did they lose? Uh, his teams were kind of historically losers. He he did win two championships. He did go deep pretty often, but they would always lose in the end. So I think this was one of the more losing seasons. Uh, but he led the league in assists, which is crazy. Um, he led the league in scoring, you know. Well, yeah, you just go down the list, and you're like, all right, this season <laughs> in shit, I'm going to take away from the other guy. Yeah, so he did. He led the league in scoring seven times, rebounding 11 times, uh, field goal percentage, so just accuracy. Why is there a field goal in basketball when it's a court? I know, that is a weird one. Mm, it's field unfair goal. to me, because <laughs> I almost called it a field earlier. So. While this is all happening, Wilt is working on another famous record. Uh, you may have heard of this one. Uh, so he was working on another famous record that you may have heard of. And it is the fact, we'll, we'll investigate, the fact that he slept with 20,000 women. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> statistically, the average like actual sexual encounter for people that are like, Admitting that they have sex is five minutes. Yeah. All right. I've been meaning to buy a podcast calculator so we don't have to use our phones anymore. (laughs) Wilt is known for his incredible endurance. Yes. So for (laughs) we're just going to see how much time. Well, so there is a calculation. Like he broke it down, and this wasn't him that came up with it. He was when it came to this, he was actually kind of a humble dude. Like he'd talk about it. He'd go into it, but he wasn't like a braggart. But his friend uh, who stayed with him, Rod Rodawing. What um, the fuck is wrong with every name? (laughs) He stayed at Wilt's penthouse in Honolulu. And this is the quote from him. We were there for 10 days. I wrote everything down in my daytimer. Every time he would go to bed with a different girl, I would put a check in my book. After 10 days, there were 23 checks. That's 2.3 girls per day. He took 2.3, divided it in half to be conservative, then deducted 15 from his current age. So just assuming it started 15 years ago. Multiplied that by 1.2 women per day, right? Because the 2.3 cut in half. Yeah. And he just multiplied that. By his age, that's how he came up with 20,000. Did he enter in, like, travel time and shit? Because there are, like, full days of that that will be blocked out by him just as a person not being able to fuck for days. Right. I think he probably assumes he accounted for that, right? Because he's, like, 2.3 per day. But I'm going to be conservative and say 1.2. I would say maybe that's where he thinks he accounted for it. Yeah, I just need to, uh, in my head, I'm like, no, we have to count up all of the flights and all of the walking and see how much of his time he can't physically fuck and then do that math to it. Like, I understand that he tried to account for it with all of the negatives and whatever, but I don't actually know what that number is and it's bothering me. (laughs) So keep in mind, too, I mean, this is like the 60s and 70s. He travels a lot. Yeah, there are also less people. You can actually, that's probably, you can sample part of the country and be like, hey, have you slept with this guy? And be like, yeah, (laughs) at least one. Yep. Um, 
But he was also, like, you know, having sex with multiple women at a time. So, when it comes to this, like, 1.2 per day number, I feel like it could be fairly accurate. But, yeah, I mean, 20,000 sounds crazy to me. So I don't know if I can really... Every time I hear numbers like that, I think it's insane. But then I think of all of the things that are actually, like, we've both done 20,000 of something without noticing it. Yeah. Like, it's true. Pretty, pretty regularly. It's like when you're a kid and you think a hundred is a bunch and now you're an adult and you're like, a hundred is not enough of most things. Yeah, so Wilt eventually did stop playing. Um, Well, (laughs) the dead part. (laughs) But he, the thing about Wilt is like he was always in incredible physical condition. Like even just for not a giant, like he was just an incredible physical specimen. So he played let's see how old is he in his final season he played until 73 so he was born in 36 but he would have been 37 which is pretty old for a basketball player and for the time yeah there's no special doctors that you spend millions of dollars to train to specifically take care of you yeah and there was also um after he retired there were rumors that he was actually going to come back and play, uh, I believe, when he was 50 years old. And there was a team that was kind of trying to drum up publicity from that. He didn't end up coming back. Yeah, I would think that I would not clear a 50-year-old man to play in the NBA right now just because of you know being nice. Yeah, but after his basketball career, he started playing volleyball. That's... It, on the beach or professionally? On the beach. Okay. Big difference there. Because <laughs> volleyball players are also insane and okay with eating sand, literally. Yeah. But he was actually a very good volleyball player. He he became a board member of the International Volleyball Association and was their president as well. So he actually really was into volleyball. It wasn't just kind of like a thing that he did afterwards or like i gotta make some money he really loved volleyball and he was good at it i mean a seven foot dude like obviously yeah that's (laughs) all things involving nets he's cool with yeah but i guess a lot of volleyball players um do say that they're like yeah he moved like a basketball player like he was good but awkward like he didn't look like a, a volleyball player yeah I'm trying to keep the ball away from people, and they're like, no, dude, that's we keep it away from everyone. Yeah. I'm just giving us a little space so I can clearly see where stuff is. Anyway, Adam, have you ever uh, completely forgotten about something that you are like terribly embarrassed about and then decide to talk about it on a podcast (laughs) um nothing coming to mind but i'll give it a couple more episodes man (laughs) you'll be like good idea um so i'm gonna talk about filk music which is did you say filk filk f-i-l-k okay um which is basically parody folk music but as a small child I only really had access to Filk, and I didn't know it was Filk until I was in, like, high school. But it's music mostly, like, 
some form of folk music about either wizards or dragons and regularly would steal my mom's cassettes about like elven warriors doing blood rituals and shit and climb the tree in my backyard and like listen to it like it was the only thing I loved which was real weird and I completely buried it and decided never to remember it until probably about two months ago when I think I was talking to you about wizards and that's all the music in the background so I remembered it and started looking it up it was pretty embarrassing (laughs) um I couldn't find the exact music. Why is it embarrassing? Why is it embarrassing? I don't know if you've ever realized that you spent 10 years listening to nothing about, or nothing musically except for Wizards and Dungeons. But, like, it was that and Baby Beluga. Like, that's what (laughs) I had. Like, it was We Sing Silly Songs and then Filk. Okay. But. When I found out what Filk was, I thought that Filk was only all of the nerdy uh, fantasy stuff. I did not realize that Filk is simply the music that sci-fi and fantasy nerds have decided to play at cons. And it is actually (laughs) Filk because it was written down wrong. Like, it's a typo on somebody writing shit down. But it's not part of the parody thing. I guess I assumed that because they're like, well, there's folk music. Well, we're folk music. (laughs) No, it is. That's why they kept it. Okay originally they were just calling it folk music that they were all being nerdy about but somebody wrote it down wrong one time and they're like that's us but like (laughs) so like the most common folk music that you're gonna hear on the radio is the purple people eater oh okay yeah Yeah. so that is that is technically folk anything that is parodying something using folk music so, like, so, what about, like, itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, yellow polka-dot bikini? Um, that would not be. Okay. And I'm not sure why, other than <laughs> that there is nothing sci-fi or fantasy about a bikini. Okay, uh, that They makes were sense. like, and a wizard gave me <laughs> an eeny-weeny, teeny-weeny, shriveled-up short-dick man. Is that the one? It's the other one. <laughs> bikini. Um... Yeah, but I didn't. So I didn't know that all of the sci-fi shit that I currently listen to as a giant nerd is also Filk. And I have now just spent six and a half hours or so trying to find all of that music to play with. Worth it. I mean, yes. So at the <laughs> uh, at the end of today's episode, in the little doobly doo, they're called descriptions. There will be a link to. Uh, a playlist I'm mildly embarrassed that I made. It's going to be super fun. Nice. Yeah, I listened to some of it beforehand. I I like folk music. I mean, it's good. I did have to go through a lot of people don't know the difference between Irish folk music and folk music, which is somewhat insulting to Irish people. So you were mentioning, though, that you didn't know you were listening to folk music. You thought... I'm assuming you thought it was more just folk music. No, I 100% thought it was just folk music. So did you think, when they're talking about, like, wizards and whatever, you're like, oh, this is just the history of Ireland or whatever? No. (laughs) So my parents were members of the SCA, which means they were pre-LARPing nerds. Yeah. And I didn't know that any of that shit wasn't everywhere. (laughs) I thought that everyone did all of that shit. 
and all of my sisters also have this one story that we all get in our lives where we're spending the night at our friend's house and none of the shit that we have is there. Like, <laughs> we're like, all right, where are the swords, man? You got, you know, some armor, maybe. Like, what do you guys do for fun? Oh, you play board games. I fight my sister. Um, yeah. So, no, I didn't think any of that shit was weird. And then going to school was a culture shock, even though I literally live three doors away from it. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't great. And then, like, right after that, I started stealing. I think my dad had, like, an Aerosmith CD. Like, I went from Filk to mostly B-52s. And then, like, from that to annoying punk rock music, and there I live. Dude, the B-52s were a great band. The B-52s are a great band. They they have not deleted all of them. I think they are, actually. Nice. Um, Either that or I might be thinking of the guy from the Stray Cats that also just kind of runs around doing shit. Uh, Brian Setzer, right? Maybe? Remember that part where I'm a terrible music fan. (laughs) Death of the author for everything long before I even find out it was written. I'm pretty sure it's Brian Setzer. That's Stray Cat. Stray Cat Strat, right? Yes. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. (laughs) Looks just like you think he would. Well, greasy hair and a button-up shirt? Top button undone? Possibly red? Wife beater, but yeah. Uh, I've been trying to stop. I have been trying... (laughs) To not call it a wife beater anymore. Because that's a little fucking extreme for a shirt. It is. They are called singlets, <laughs> which I had to look up. Have you ever heard... No. Does that mean a small t-shirt? I think it just means like a tank top. I actually I mean, don't know. It's something that my Oma would say all the time to my dad. And then my dad would just also say it all the time. But about t-shirts or would they just look at somebody and go no about a tank top so like a wife beater looking thing they're like yeah i would (laughs) in my are you sure it's not hebrew for t-shirt uh maybe because i don't know i mean they built they both be dutch not hebrew i was gonna say but would they weird yiddish yeah well hebrew is a language but yeah so it's yeah that's the only thing i know about yiddish is from herman and claire in Tucson. Who are they? Incredibly old Yiddish couple that owns the fabric store. Okay. You, I can't believe you don't remember. I used to impersonate Herman pretty much exclusively for a year because he was an 85-year-old man that just made bad 85-year-old man jokes where he'd be like, ah, uh, yeah, my fingers are tired. Oh, from what, man? Counting money. Oh, you must be doing good. Ah, uh, you'd think, but it's all ones. <laughs> like that's that's how Herman was. And be like, oh, I got me and my wife a nice reservation, nice window seats. Like, yeah, she's mad at me because it was at McDonald's. <laughs> that guy was great though. He caught me sleeping in the faux furs once because I was on mushrooms, and he didn't know that. Uh, and he just walked up. He's like, if Claire catches you there, she's going to kill you. <laughs> like, Didn't yell at me for sleeping. Yelled at me because I might get caught sleeping. That's true, bro. That was an awesome job. There was mandatory ice cream breaks on top of a paid hour off for lunch. That's awesome. Yeah, it was. It was real weird the times that I was actually working during the ice cream break. And I was like, just wanted to get the work done. And they were yeah. like, no, you will be fired if you don't come and have an ice cream break with us. <laughs> And they, like, bought us special ice cream because they were too old to have sugar. Yeah. Yeah, they were nice people. 
Man, uh, our lunch break should be standard. I'm a slow eater, so like when I get a half hour lunch break, I'm just rushing so hard. If somebody gives me a lunch break in a kitchen, I want to break their entire body into a little cube and kick it. <laughs> lunch breaks <laughs> like in any kitchens, break at all, dude. Fuck that. You're just like, let me just. If I'm get it like done. doing a twelve hour day or something, like yeah, give me ten minutes. Yeah, but the worst thing that has ever happened at any cooking job that I've had is mandatory breaks. And it's like, if I can, and I'm working in a place that has mandatory breaks, I'm just like, fucking clock me out a half an hour early, or clock me out a half an hour late. Like, I don't care where you take it out, just fucking take it out. I don't fucking care. Because that shoots you in the foot. It's not a time, like, it is not so precisely timed when a bunch of random people decide to eat that just having to be away from your workstation for a half an hour is really useful. Yeah. It just fucks you, like, every time. And you're like, oh, I was going to use that half an hour to prep the food that they're going to eat in the next half an hour. Just takes you out of your flow. No, it completely... The reason why every fucking deli at every grocery store is always behind is because they force breaks. <laughs> That's what happened. Like, if they just let them for it. two months not work with breaks, and those guys don't even want the breaks. You just let them off a half an hour early if you have some fucking corporate bullshit. Yeah. So I just looked up... <laughs> the first thing that pops up is... Casey McDonald apologizes for using... <laughs> did you just say something racist on our podcast yeah and i was like well, <laughs> well how's it racist <laughs> and i was thinking i was like is this like like new guinea or like what how where does that come from is it about little people italians oh <laughs> well i guess it's good that we don't know racial slurs well i'm so confused about italian slurs so i think it would help a lot if we spoke italian which yeah. we don't. Yeah, that's probably true. Well, we're at an hour, so. Cool. Should we do a sign-off? Or? I mean, I've just been not doing it. I think us just talking about not doing it is our sign-off. <laughs> All right. Fuck. It's because this is a retarded argument. I gotta stop saying retarded. <laughs> to have with somebody that's older than me.